Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to a very festive episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. You don't want to come Kyle up... Claus. Kyle Okay, I was about to say, do you didn't want to come up with like a, a thematic name for yourself? Yeah, Kyle it's, Claus. It's, that took way too, way too long to think of something that simple. Oh, gosh. And, um... I am isn't uh isn't the Russian Santa Claus like Black Peter or something? <laughs> I don't know. I have to look this up now. What but he's the... not nice. He's like evil. Well, pretty much the American Santa Claus is the only nice Santa Claus. Like if you research the the Santa Claus lore of other countries, they're all pretty messed up. <laughs> My favorite is Germany's with the Krampus thing. You know about that? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like there's Santa Claus and then his evil twin Krampus who eats children. Oh gosh. It says that Russian Santa Claus is named Dead Morose. So what am I thinking of? I don't know. Wait, it's it's mm-hmm. okay, so Black Peter is a version of Santa Claus or Saint Nick from folklore of the Low Countries. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. That sounds very... Oh, it's Dutch. Oh, okay. So it's like Belgium, Netherlands, Luxembourg. I was going to say, that sounds very like J.R. Tolkien-ish. We must go to the low country. Okay. So I guess for this episode, I'm going to be Black Peter instead of regular Peter. Yeah, I guess the Russian version, Dead Morose or something, it translates to Old Man Frost, which Mm. sounds awesome. Well, there you go. Since Russia is pretty much the land of Frost, he must be like their god. <laughs> Indeed. So, as much as we would love to talk about global versions of Santa Claus, I think we have a different topic for this episode. We Don't do. We, um, Kyle Claus. <laughs> yes, Black Peter. <laughs> you sound like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, we uh, were made privy to a very special holiday album that just recently came out I believe this last week um, that we thought would be appropriate to review before the holidays. Um, I know we've talked about the band Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings before. We even talked about the label that they're on. And apparently they came out with a holiday album. Because what self-respecting soul group doesn't have a holiday album? That's Uh, true. And I think last year was it last year or the other year before that we reviewed a Motown Christmas, which is like I their basically believe. it was like that label's sole album for Christmas songs, but it was from like nineteen seventy three or something. I believe that was last year, but I don't remember. The years just go by too fast. Time flies when you got the funk. True, but this album, um, for those of you that care, the title is "It's a Holiday Soul Party," so you know just right from the get-go that it's pretty soulful and if you don't care then you should probably stop listening (laughs) if you don't care then get the fuck out uh merry christmas (laughs) um so black peter and i will be bouncing through the songs here since we both listened to this album numerous times uh i listened to it while putting up my christmas tree oh well that's good yeah um so quick note uh you said that it came out this last week. It, I, apparently, it came out on October 30th of this year. Holy crap. So, like a month and a half off. ago. But I didn't hear about it at all until, like you said, like this last week. Because yeah, you told I me think, about it. 
I think I, I assumed it was this last week because it seemed to have gotten a lot of press in the last week or so, probably because yeah. it's now officially the holidays. Who wants to listen to Christmas songs, like, on Halloween? Exactly. And my mom said that she just read about it, too, like, oh, within the last couple of days. So, I, yeah, it, it must be just be the blah, blah, blah. People are <laughs> listening to it now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll bounce through the songs and we can pick our favorites. Although I think we probably both have the same favorite song. Uh, and hopefully you guys will have a good festive episode since we're probably going to take a bit of a hiatus, uh, around the holidays. So we'll leave you with this one. Uh, so what's the first song that we, uh, have here on the roster? Black Peter. You don't have to call me that. Actually, probably you shouldn't. (laughs) I don't want to get angry letters from listeners. (laughs) The first song on It's a Holiday Soul Party is called Eight Days of Hanukkah. Um, I, I found this to be a pretty fun song. I was, when, the very first time I was listening to this album, I was thinking, oh, I like how it, they're not just making a Christmas album, they're making like a hol- an actual holiday album that's going to cover, you know, songs uh, from different festive celebrations in this season. But this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the only non-Christmas song Mm-hmm. yeah it's, so it's a hanukkah song but so i was i was a little bit quote-unquote disappointed that it wasn't more inclusive of other people i guess i mean like i personally celebrate christmas but i know that not everyone does so, yeah but at the same but time but some of, some at the same time some of these songs are kind of what's the word uh, generic seasonal yeah seasonal songs they're not i mean some of them obviously if they have the word christmas in the title they're christmas but there's some that are just like general festive songs mm-hmm. um so i i don't know i think i i mean i don't know honestly i don't know how many hanukkah songs there really even are <laughs> other than that adam sandler one um so I and mean, if you I'm listeners know not, about more than that tell us on facebook yeah I'm sad there's not a Kwanzaa song, but uh, yeah, that's too bad. But yeah, I mean, I I think it's about as inclusive as as a holiday album could probably be. Usually, holiday albums you either have like where it's nothing but like church hymn songs, or it's all like what's the word? Suit like super generic Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Reindeer shit. <laughs> so I mean, and it's weird that I'm starting out this discussion with something. That's could be negative. considered negative, but like I love this album generally. So like the, that's really the only. If you want to say I have a negative comment, it's that. But other than that, I, I really like this album. So I don't want to start out by saying I don't think they did a good job because they did. True. Did you did you have any notes on this particular song? Um. No, I just liked it. I mean, it's a good Hanukkah song. I'm not really super privy to Hanukkah, but it's about as soulful as Hanukkah can get. I think. No, they they do um, a really fantastic job of mixing their own soul sound with you know the the theme of Hanukkah and everything. It's pretty seamless with everything else on the album, so I think they did a pretty true, good job. True that. Quick reminder to you listeners: um, as Kyle mentioned, we have talked about Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings before. Uh, they are a contemporary band, but they and they and everyone else on the Daptone Records label do a really good job of emulating the sound of soul music from from the 60s to the point where i think they even like use the same equipment right yeah yeah they, they try 
they try to reproduce the sound by using, like, I guess you could call it antique um, equipment from that era to kind of really harness that sound as best they can, so they don't do any, you know, what's the, I don't know what 80s or 90s stuff they have, like synthesizing or any of that shit. Yeah, it's all like analog stuff. Yeah, super analog, which is cool, and that's that's why they produce really, really high quality uh, vinyls as well. Mm. You know, analog to analogs always sounds better than digital to analog. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, if if you heard like one of if, like some of their songs mixed in with stuff that was you know actually classic soul music, I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, at least I wouldn't. All. I mean, it's yeah, it's great. Um. So you were saying we should play a clip of Eight Days of Hanukkah. Should we maybe choose, I don't know, maybe four songs as we yeah. go through that we can play? Yeah, sounds... Just to do we want to play a clip of this there? one then or no? Um, Since you hate... You want to hate play it? I don't want to hate... I, I don't hate... <laughs> okay, let's choose five songs from the album that we'll play. That's okay. almost half. And okay. so, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll play a clip of Eight Days of Hanukkah. Time to light a candle Didn't we have a? Didn't we have what? Didn't we have a brief discussion about dreidels a few weeks ago? I think we we were confused about something. About the what dreidels do? (laughs) I don't even know. Well, you spin them, and then they do things. I know they have like the 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 uh, Hebrew symbols on the sides. I don't know what those symbols represent. When it lands on one, I assume it ends up with some scenario similar to Jumanji. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty like sure Moses, we're terrible people. Moses just wakes from the dead and it turns into like your house starts filling with sand and locusts <laughs> and the plague and shit. Maybe this is why there aren't more Hanukkah songs. <laughs> I think I just came up with an awesome new uh, movie for Hollywood. Instead of Jumanji, it's Jumanji. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going to... I would say I'm going to hell, but Jews don't believe in hell, so... (laughs) And the way that it works is, if you make... If you make a... A a joke about Judaism, then you're automatically Jewish. So you don't go to hell. Exactly. how it works. All right, so let's steer away from being terrible people for now. So you uh, you were telling me earlier, Kyle. I think this is your favorite. This next one is your favorite song from the album. Yeah, track yeah. Two. Um, this this track two is definitely a um, I guess very new uh, new personally written Christmas song by the group, and it's called "Ain't No Chimneys in the Projects." Um, now the reason I like the song is because it reminds me way too much of James Brown's Santa Claus Goes Straight to the Ghetto. And oh, that it has yeah. that same it has that same super funky sound. It references, you know, the places that a lot of these singers came from. And it's just fun and it's kinda of funny. <laughs> so it's a good it's got a good take on like the Christmas escapism, I guess. True. Now when you um, listen to this song, did you get kinda of like that sort of Philly sound, like Curtis Mayfield kind of did you get that feeling with this or no? Cause I kind of little do. bit, yeah, I can see that a little bit. Um, That's interesting, but yeah, no, uh, it's just it's just a good song. No, go ahead. No, uh, um, I I want to say this one they actually did a few years ago, because I'm almost positive I've heard this song before. Oh, really? 
Yeah, and but I, I know obviously the album didn't exist back then, but I want to say they did this song a few years ago, and they must be just including it now. Yeah, maybe they did it as like a single or just a one-off. I don't know. That's that yeah. they may have. Okay. Well, I think this is probably definitely in our top top five that we should play. Most definitely. So yeah, uh, that was Ain't No Chimneys in the Projects, and apparently there aren't. Yeah. Well, that's that's a that's a good logistics question. How does Santa get into houses without chimneys? Well, in the song, um, the young girl is singing. You know, how does Santa deliver presents to me when I live in the projects? We don't have chimneys, and the girl's mother tells her that when Santa comes, a, a chimney appears and then he comes down. Oh, okay. I believe that's how it goes in the song. I would have assumed it was more like Terminator 2. He just turns into like liquid and goes under people's doors or something. Uh, he turns into hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good interpretation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was Ain't No Chimneys in the Projects. Um, another song, I don't know if we want to play this one ne- or not necessarily, because it's a cover of obviously a, um old, old Christmas song is White Christmas. I mm-hmm. like it because they put a completely different spin on the song. This one reminds me a lot of um, Ike and Tina Turner for some reason. Yes, definitely. It's a little bit more rocky soul and fast-paced and everything. I yeah, I can I can see that. I can definitely see that. It, and, that's, and that's what's so funny is the original White Christmas is such a slow song mm-hmm. to change it to like this sort of fast-paced, sort of danceable Ike and Tina Turner sound. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, this is that reminds me. This is a good moment for me to say this. I generally don't care for Christmas music at all. What? Um, and I know people are either like they don't like it or they love it. Um, I, I, I'm kind of in between. I like it, but I don't like when they play it in like November. <laughs> I like it like the two weeks around Christmas. Then I'm mm. then I'm cool with it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. It's just I don't. I don't purposely listen to it or whatever. What about and what about up on the rooftop? <laughs> well, I only listen to that when you sing it to me, Kyle. Yeah. Um, but uh, this, I, I feel like this album to me is is the exception because mm-hmm. this is something I could listen to um, voluntarily. Uh, just I think partly because of songs like White Christmas, where they completely kind of switch around the, the musical uh, expectations, I guess. Yeah. Of what it yeah. should sound like. I can dig it. Yeah. So yeah, um we don't we won't necessarily play a version of White Christmas, although we did talk it up pretty well. So uh what we what we will do, we'll post the um video for the song on on our Facebook page because there's a pretty good video that goes along with it. Oh cool. I didn't know that. So yep. This album is also um FYI, it's on Spotify. So you listeners yeah. can go listen to it there. And if you want, it's also on sale on Amazon on both CD and vinyl. The vinyl is red vinyl, which is pretty dope. Ooh, Christmassy. Yeah. Except apparently right now it's out of stock. So if you order it, hopefully it will be in by Christmas. Oh. You, you said you bought it, right? Uh, yeah, uh, I wasn't able to order the vinyl because the vinyl was out of stock, but I got the oh. Uh, CD. Oh, okay. So. Cool. Good consolation, I guess. Well, it shows how popular the album is. <laughs> it's already out of stock, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. 
Uh, moving along our list, I guess, is a song called Just Another Christmas Song, which is kind of a cute name. I really like this one. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it, Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't this kind of combine... It's. I think it's an original song, but it kind of combines bits and pieces. Maybe of other it stuff. Does, it does. I mean, again, I don't know if it's just because it's a quote generic Christmas song, but it sounds really familiar. So you may be right. Well, because like I'm kind of listening to it in the background. It's uh, right now they're mixing in a piece of White Christmas, but then they're kind of going back and forth with their own original elements to this as well. Yeah. And now they're singing Hark the Herald Angels Sing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. It's like they, they're kind of mixing mixing a lot of different Christmas song lines into like one beat, which is kind of fun and funny because they, they do tend to blend together after a while. They do. And that's, I think that's kind of like point yeah, of the exactly. song too, is that it's just whatever they're doing is just another Christmas song. Exactly. You know, yes, they're all when you when you break them down, they're all really similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just funny how they take kind of those seasonal hymns and lines and stuff and just mash them together, and it's like, here's a Christmas song that's literally a Frankenstein song. <laughs> it's a Halloween song, too. Yeah. You think this one is worth playing? I do. listeners? Yeah? Okay. I do. Let's do it. So that was uh, just another Christmas song. Um, definitely one of my top th- top three on the list, just because it's 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 making fun of Christmas songs a little bit, but it's still really good and it holds its own. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, it does to me anyway. I don't know about you listeners. Yeah, another song we have that's a cover of a very old classic is Silent Night. I the reason I love this one is because it's at the beginning it's like super bluesy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I liked I'm like holy crap Christmas blues that's awesome. It reminds me a lot of um struggling to come up with a good name. Yeah, I guess a lot of those early blues guys and um kind of like the it's precursors like, to to soul music. It it, it kind of is like if you combine blues and Billie Holiday, if that makes any sense. Does yeah, that yeah. hit the nail on the head? Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely very much it's the same slow pace as the original. It just puts a blues twist on it, which is cool. You know, that's that's yeah. not done very often, so. Um, it's, a, I would, it's, it's, a, it's a good version. I mean, they don't go crazy with it, and I think they probably could have sped it up if they wanted to, but it's it's good. True. Now, I would play a clip of this, but I want to save a clip for the song after this one. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Okay, so yeah. Um, I mean, if you've heard Silent Night, you've heard Silent Night. This is a, It's a cool version because it puts a blues twist on it, but we'll let you listeners discover it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the next one is probably close to my favorite just because it's so innuendo-y. I don't know. Is that a word? Yeah. I mean, on this show it is. Yeah, um, and it's called Big Bulbs. <laughs> yeah, uh, so the thing with me with this song <laughs> is that when I was first looking at the track list, I didn't have my glasses on, so I thought it said Big Butts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then oh. and then I forgot about it, and then I was listening through it as I was working on stuff, and then this song came up, and I was I missed the word the way they were kind of saying the refrain. I misheard it. Because they're saying, baby, you got them big bulbs. But 
the way it sounded, I thought they said, baby, you got them big balls. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I totally did the same thing. Oh, I was like, I was like half listening to it because I was like doing Christmas tree stuff or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then I just like looked up and I'm like, did they just say, baby, you got big balls? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm not the only one then. Well, I think we kind of spoiled the innuendo of the song, but yeah, it's, it, it's very rarely do you see a lot of sexuality in Christmas songs, and it's very refreshing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of it as actually being an innuendo. Uh, I just got it as me mishearing it and being dumb, but I can... I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be an innuendo. That, that makes sense. Which is funny, because I think it's a little bit hearkening back to really, really old blues music, because old, old blues from like the 20s and 30s yeah. used to be so filled with innuendos. I think we, I think we discussed this, actually. A little bit, maybe. A little um, bit. But even like on, the sound of uh, music back then, I, I'm, I'm getting that from this song too. Yeah, exactly. So That's I think cool. it's a little bit of an homage to that kind of 20s and 30s kind of super raunchy but innuendo-y blue stuff. Because mm-hmm. back then there was no like FCC type shit, so they could just cram <laughs> cram a song full of sexual references and no one cared. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's play a, a little clip of Big Bulbs while you guys. Polish your bulbs. You oh God! Baby, you got them big bulbs. Baby, you got them big bulbs. Flashing in the window tonight. We get so excited when we see all the pretty lights. Now, did the the tree that you set up at your house, Kyle, does yeah. it have big bulbs on it? Um, or just the little ones? The one downstairs does. We have a small tree upstairs that we just filled with like Disney stuff, but then we have a bigger tree upstairs that's like more traditional. Okay. Or I flipped it. Downstairs big tree, upstairs little tree. So the downstairs so. one has big bulbs. Yep, they're pretty big. I like to touch them. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, actually, um, you brought up a kind of a good point with like the time period of not only the like the content of the song, but the way it sounds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't really thought about that before this, but yeah, that's it's kind of a cool little twist, and it's it is an original song as well. I don't, yeah, I, I don't think anyone else has ever done this, but uh, it's kind of one of those good, um, how we were saying earlier, just like generic seasonal type songs. It's True. not necessarily like overtly Christmas themed, uh, but at the same time, it's not one you're going to see them playing in a grocery store. No, probably not. <laughs> if they did, that would be awesome. <laughs> but. True. True. Um, so yeah, I guess, sadly, they don't have more innuendo songs like that, but the next one is pretty traditional, and I think it's a cover. It sounds like a song I've heard before. Probably. Please, please come home for Christmas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kitty. I, I feel like that's another, I don't think that's one that they came up with on their own, but. I'm not sure, because it, it sounds super, super familiar, but again, I couldn't name Christmas songs if you paid me to. <laughs> I do like this one though because similar to Silent Night, it puts like a bit of a blues spin on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. it's a bit more slow pace as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this album is good because it mixes tempos a bit, and you get a, a couple of tracks that are more traditional sounding, I guess, mm-hmm. with the type of Christmas music you would expect. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them kind of flip those expectations a little bit. So it's I think there's a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's it it's got all your, I guess, classics in there, but then it changes the tempo of some of them, and it you know it, it's it's a good variance. Mm. 
it's just as good for like listening while you're doing other Christmassy stuff as it is to like actually actively listen and dance to mm. with your significant others or well, cats or thank you Kyle that makes me <laughs> I feel wanna, fantastic <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be inclusive damn it thank you uh, apparently please come home for Christmas was originally sung is a blues Christmas song by Charles Brown why does that sound familiar? Not to be confused with Charlie Brown. <laughs> I just imagine it's like Charlie Brown when he be, when he like grew up. Mm-hmm. That was sort of running music from 1960. So they are, I guess, covering like a 60s blues song that was Christmas themed. Good God! I typed in Charles Brown into Wikipedia. There is a shitload of Charles Browns. There's like 20 Charles Browns that were just politicians, let alone anything else. Oh, here, blues singer Charles Brown. Gotcha. Got it. Oh, okay. I've seen this guy before. He did other songs called Drifting Blues, Merry Christmas Baby. Mm. So, he's from Texas. He died in 1999. Well, that's sad. Yeah, well, sadly, most blues guys are di- are passed away, especially the old, the old crew, I guess. That's why B.B. King was so sad. He was, like, one of the last of, like, the original blues guys from, like, the 50s. Hmm. But the rest of them are all dead. Because, you know, they live hard, usually. Die old. <laughs> live hard, die old, exactly. Yeah, they, that's funny. They, that's the funny thing, is they live hard, but they usually live a long time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, up next, I guess, on a happier, non-death-related note, <laughs> is the song... Uh, which is another one of my favorites on here, is Funky Little Drummer Boy. Yeah, I like this one too. This one definitely seemed very... It seems like something the Jackson 5 would sing, and I'm pretty sure that's because the Jackson 5 did cover the song. Oh, did they? Yeah. Not Funky Little Drummer Boy, but they covered the original Drummer Boy. Got it. But the backing is super funky. Yeah, this is probably like... Because we've been saying this is like soul music, and I would say this is probably the funkiest song on on the album. Yeah, definitely. I can dig it. But uh, yeah, the beginning starts out really cool with horns and stuff. Then it goes into like that kind of funky bass beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it do- it still keeps the tempo of the original, which is interesting. Because yeah, usually you, actually, you don't yeah. you don't affo- associate funk with uh, like slower tempos. Usually, yeah. But actually, yeah, this one, I think it holds its own. I think it's a pretty good yeah. version. Yeah. Should we play a clip? I think we should. So the next one is Silver Bells, which is Silver probably Bells. the most traditional Christmassy sounding yeah. song. Uh, pretty slow. It's it's not really bluesy like the other ones. It's more stripped down just with piano and then Sharon Jones singing. You got a good point. It's, this one is definitely <clears throat> more traditionally Christmas than most, but I like it. It does I mean, I- It does pick up after the first minute or so. Yeah, get a little bit more upbeat, but I wouldn't say it's in my top three or so or five. No, but it's good. It's it's good, but Silver Bells has never been my favorite Christmas song to begin with. Um, the next mm. one we have is I think another original, because um, I never heard it before. Called World of Love. This song stuck out to me because I think it's the only one with a male singer. 
I think you're right. Uh, I can't speak to who that is. Uh, I can't either, because I'm unfortunately not seeing it any featured by uh, stuff. It reminded me. It reminds me of like uh, not Curtis Mayfield, but something around that era. Maybe Bobby Womack or something. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it definitely sounds kind of like Bobby Womack-ish. Oh, he's still alive. Didn't he just actually pass away? I don't think so. I know. We know Curtis Mayfield did. I think. I think Bobby Womack is still going because I think we were. I think once we talked about how he's been doing music for like over 50 years. No, no, no. Dude, he passed away last year. Oh, okay. We must have talked about it then. June twenty seventh, yeah, because I know that. Remember, we were extra sad because he was the first. He was our first episode ever. We reviewed his oh, album. Yeah, man, Damn. that's sad. They're all dying on me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you listeners, you listeners should check out stuff by Bobby Womack. But this particular song, I think, sounds a bit like it's. I, yeah, that's one. I guess one singer you could say this sounds like. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I dig it because of that, but and it breaks it up so it's not all Sharon Jones you know like I, yeah. love, her, I love her voice but it's nice to see the men represented too because if there's any group that's, if there's any group that's underrepresented that, it's, <laughs> it's it's men <laughs> exactly we should start a men's rights club we should not we should talk about the very last song from this album God, Which, yet, God rest ye merry gents you don't see that word enough ye or gents yeah uh, I think it's the only instrumental song. It's a weird song. Yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, I like it. It's exactly it's instrumental. It's a good topper for the uh, for the record, I guess. It sounds a little it's... bit like New Orleansy. Yeah, yeah, with that kind of like slow piano, I can dig it. And the horns and stuff. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I get that a lot. Hmm. But yeah, it's it's a good song. It's short. It's instrumental. I think it's just kind of to showcase, like, here's here's the dope-ass backing band of the Dap Kings. You know? They're, no, they're pretty dapper. They're pretty dapper, exactly. I love, speaking of dapper, I love the cover of this album because it's so, like, 1960s Christmas cover. You know, you got yeah. them all holding up decorations like they're actually, like, doing something, but they're all in, like, bright red suits. Yeah. Because you'd totally put up Christmas trees in a suit. I mean, maybe you did. I don't no, know. Sadly, sadly, I didn't. No. Uh, but no, I just thought thought that was so perfect. That's a that's a good point because you know we talk about how they emulate the sound really well you know, from that era, but actually, the the everything about the design of that album cover is like to a T. It's, it's so like sixties stuff. Yeah. It's they did a really good job with that. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. I think that kind of goes with their other other albums too. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at their older album covers. They they all kind of ooze that '60s album cover style. Yeah, yeah. They're not very contemporary, which is cool. I like when, especially uh, when music, I guess, goes back to its roots. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I I just heard the opening to Eight Days of Hanukkah, and I'm like, oh my god, it's James Brown. Because <laughs> they're like one, two, three, four. Which I'm get pretty up, sure he did. Get on up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did that in literally every song he ever wrote. Pretty much. He, he just really liked to count. <laughs> I was just wondering if they ever had James Brown on Sesame Street. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. I have to look this up now. 
Oh my god. Which would be did. amazing, but I don't think he should be anywhere near children. <laughs> oh, there's there's little Richard who did rubber ducky. Oh, I remember there, that. There's Chris Brown who should probably even more so not be around children. <laughs> oh man, I'm not seeing there's Stevie Wonder. I know we I know we uh Yep, no no James Brown. That's sad. Oh well. It's because he stole all the children from uh Sesame Street to be on his album with that song I'm Black and I'm Proud are there children Remember, in that song? yeah in that song there's like a bunch of children saying like say it loud I'm Black and I'm Proud oh. yes, he got a bunch of like local kids to like <laughs> sing with him it was pretty cute that's cool I think we wrapped up that uh, album pretty nicely in a, with a nice little bow yep so yeah um, once again it's called what is it called it's a holiday party it's a holiday soul party it's a holiday, holiday soul party <laughs> um, by Sharon Jones and the Damp Kings. Apparently, you can't get it on vinyl right now, but you can obtain it other ways. You can still get it on CD, or you can probably get it on vinyl, just not through Amazon, unfortunately, which is where I get most of my vinyl now. Hmm. Usually, they have really good prices. Plus, what's cool is any vinyl, or I'm totally shilling for Amazon right now, any vinyl or CD you buy, they automatically give you a credit to download the MP3 through their Prime Music, even if the album doesn't come with an MP3 code already. Oh, so you get both versions. Exactly. So that's pretty cool. Good for Amazon. Uh, So yeah, that was our holiday album review. Um, Hopefully you guys will pick up the album because it's definitely a good holiday background music thing majig <laughs> I feel like as a music podcast we should be able to describe that better I, think, <laughs> I feel I feel as human beings who use words I should be able to talk better <laughs> yeah uh, hopefully someone from Hollywood will call me about my new pitch Jumanji <laughs> oh geez I'm going to hell but I gotta stop saying that. That's like my catchphrase. It's just, I'm. It's, Kyle says something terrible. I'm going to hell. Uh, at least you're self aware. True, true. Um, as, as you mentioned earlier on, I think this is gonna be our last episode before our holiday hiatus. Yeah. So thanks for all your listening ears during 2015. And um, we'll be back hopefully, January. Yeah, hopefully we will bring you even more funky freshness in 2016. The future. The future of funk. Well, in the meantime, even though we won't have new episodes, you listeners can still tell us what you think of this episode or others on Facebook at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. Or you can follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash getyourfunk. And you can leave comments on our tracks there as well, and we will respond to you. Um, what else? Uh, we, don't have to, we don't follow Twitter anymore. We don't follow each other, but we are on iTunes. If you like getting podcasts through there, uh, I personally don't. But if that's your thing, then it's there. Yeah, I know Spotify is slowly trying to implement actual podcasts. I don't know how far along they are, but I know I want to research that as well. Hmm. Yeah, well, in the meantime, SoundCloud has been a really good platform. Yep, I love SoundCloud. They're, they're dope. Indeed. Okay. So yeah, this has been your uh, funky host, Kyle Claus. <laughs> and this has been your white host, Black Feeder. <laughs> I like that you had to preface that. In case they didn't know. Yeah. 
have a happy holiday. Uh, if it's, I think it's right in the middle of Hanukkah right now. So happy Hanukkah, yeah, Kwanzaa, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, we will see you guys in probably 2016. You will hear us in 2016. Yes, unless the world ends. Well, we might see you, listeners, if we have like Funk Radio Con 2016. <laughs> it's just like it's just like the two of us at like a folding table in like a gigantic room and then there's just like one guy <laughs> wandering around <laughs> and then he comes to our table so uh is, is this funk con yeah here's a pamphlet <laughs> oh my god and then we'll be able to say that 100 percent of our listener base showed up and the convention. And then, like, the one guy cosplayed, but, like, as both of us, so, like, one half is Peter <laughs> and one half is Kyle. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Jesus. Okay, so, yeah, this has been your host, Kyle, and... Yeah, we already said that. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs>